After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'awuz in Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, Ayyadahullah Ta'ala bin Israhil Aziz stated that at the end of the last Friday sermon, I presented some quotes of the Promised Messiah alayhi salatu wasalam about Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. And I will present some further quotes of the Promised Messiah alayhi salatu wasalam in regards to this. The Promised Messiah alayhi salatu wasalam states, Without doubt, Abu Bakr Siddiq and Umar Farooq were indeed the leaders of the caravan that surmounted high peaks for the sake of Allah. They called the people of cities and villages to the truth until the message reached far and wide. The fruits of Islam blossomed during both their Khilafats and the atmosphere was filled with their fragrance and Islam achieved great victories. The Promised Messiah further states that during the era of a Siddiq Akbar, by Hazrat Abu Bakr, Islam underwent a period of various kinds of trials, and it was possible that it became the target of mighty onslaughts and attacks. Allah came to its rescue through the truthfulness of Abu Bakr and revealed its lost and buried treasure. Islam thus moved from a vulnerable state to one of strength. The Promised Messiah states that if we are to be fair, we should be grateful to this helper of faith and pay no heed to its opponents. Do not turn your back on the one who supported your leader and master. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him and saved your religion and home, and who looked after your welfare for the sake of Allah without expecting any reward. It is amazing how anyone can deny his eminence. The Promised Messiah further states, The truth is that his radiant attributes shine brilliantly like the sun. Every believer reaps from the harvest that was sown by him and benefits from the knowledge taught by him. Hazrat Abu Bakr preserved our faith by giving us the Holy Quran in the form of a compiled book and bringing peace and security to our world. He who denies this is a liar and will end up ruined with Satan as his company. The Promised Messiah further states, that those who are confused about his true status are guilty of a deliberate error as they see a drought in the place of abundant water and in their rage they have insulted the most honourable one. The Promised Messiah further states that the personality of a Siddiq Hazrat Abu Bakr was a combination of hope and fear, trepidation and longing, sympathy and love. His nature was perfect in sincerity and loyalty 
and was completely drawn towards the Almighty. The Promised Messiah further states that he was empty of ego and all carnal desires and he was dedicated to God to the highest degree. Whatever Hazrat Abu Bakr did was for the sake of the reformation and welfare of the believers and he was innocent of the charge of causing harm or grief which some attribute to him. The Promised Messiah states, Thus, do not dwell on the internal conflicts and look at them in, in a positive light. Reflect that this man, seeking Allah's pleasure, gave no precedence to his own sons and daughters in order to make them rich, and nor did he assign to them high offices. He sought from this world only his basic needs. Thus, how can you think that such a person would oppress the family of the Messenger of Allah, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him? The Promised Messiah further states, May Allah have mercy on a Siddiq as he revived Islam and put an end to the infidels and perpetuated his virtues until the Day of Judgment. Hazrat Abu Bakr was inclined to shed tears frequently and was of the virtuous. He would supplicate and pray and prostrate before Allah, crying and humbling himself on his doorstep. He never left Allah's door and was ever eager to offer prayers and prostration. He would weep whilst reciting the Holy Quran. The Promised Messiah further states that he was undoubtedly the pride of Islam and the messengers. His nature closely resembled the nature of the best of creation. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He was among the first to partake of the fragrance of prophethood and to witness the great revival of the dead brought by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that was akin to the Day of Resurrection. Hazrat Abu Bakr was among the foremost to shed the dirty garbs of society and replace them with clean and pure ones. Many of his qualities were like those of the Prophets. Hazrat Abu Bakr is the only companion who is clearly mentioned in the Holy Quran. Any allusion to others is a matter of conjecture, which avails nothing against the truth, nor does it satisfy those who seek the truth. The Promised Messiah further states that whoever holds a grudge against him creates a barrier between himself and the truth, and it will not be removed until he returns to the leader of the truthful. The Promised Messiah further states, As for a Siddiq, he was always seeking the blessings of Allah and looking towards God's Messenger, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Therefore, he was the most deserving of the qualities of prophethood and most eligible to be the successor to the best of mankind. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He was one with his leader and always in accord with him. He was the manifestation of his master in all his higher morals and in his conduct and in forsaking of the associations and the desires of the ego. So much so that he did not waver even when attacked by swords and spears. Hazrat Abu Bakr never faltered in the face of any calamity, intimidation, blame or vilification. The essence of his soul was honesty, purity, steadfastness and righteousness, such that even if the whole world turned apostate, Hazrat Abu Bakr would not care or turn back, but would continue to march forward. For this reason, Allah has mentioned the truthful immediately after mentioning the Prophets. As He states, That is, they shall be among those on whom Allah has bestowed His blessings, 
namely the prophets, the truthful, the martyrs and the righteous. In this verse, there is a reference to Hazrat Abu Bakr and his excellence over others. Because the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, did not call any other companion the truthful except Abu Bakr. And he did so in order to highlight his lofty status. Thus, reflect upon this like those who are wont to reflect. In this verse, seekers of the truth can find a principle regarding the stations of spiritual excellence and the people who belong to them. When I reflected on this verse, I realized that it is the greatest testimony to the perfection of Hazrat Abu Bakr In this verse, a deep secret has been revealed to every seeker of truth. Hazrat Abu Bakr was named as a Siddiq, i.e. the truthful, by the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And in this verse, the Qur'an has linked the truthful to the prophets, as is obvious to those who possess insight. And we cannot find any other companion who has been granted this title or addressed in a similar way. This proves the excellence of a Siddiq, i.e. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu as this title is mentioned immediately after the Prophets. Then the Promised Messiah states that Ibn Khaldun states that when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him's illness worsened and he fell into a state of unconsciousness, his wives and other family members such as Abbas and Ali gathered around him. Then when it came time for prayer, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him instructed that tell Abu Bakr that he should lead the people in prayer. The Promised Messiah further states that Ibn Khaldun says that then, after stating three things as part of his will, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him stated that aside from Abu Bakr's door to the mosque, all other doors should be closed because I have found none among the companions to be greater in favours than Abu Bakr. The Promised Messiah further writes that Ibn Khaldun writes that when Abu Bakr entered the room in which the body of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, lay, he uncovered his face and kissed his forehead and said, Let my mother and father be sacrificed for you. You have tasted the death which Allah decreed for you and you will never taste death ever again. The Promised Messiah further states, that according to Ibn Khaldun, one of the favours Allah bestowed on Hazrat Abu Bakr in terms of his complete nearness to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was that he, may Allah be pleased with him, was carried in the same coffin that had carried the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And his grave was made flat like the grave of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And the companions made his grave adjacent to the grave of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu's head was laid level with the shoulder of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And the last words he spoke were, Let death come to me in a state of being a Muslim and join me with the righteous. The Promised Messiah further states, Abu Bakr was a genius and a godly person. He manifested the light of Islam after it had become encroached by darkness and he did his utmost to challenge those who left Islam and to combat those who denied the truth. On the other hand, he was soft-hearted and lenient with those who entered its fold. He endured great difficulties in order to spread Islam. Hazrat Abu Bakr gave mankind a precious and matchless treasure. He led the Arabs with fortitude and taught them civility and the mannerisms in their eating and drinking and gatherings. Hazrat Abu Bakr showed them the paths of virtue and instilled courage and passion in them when engaged in wars. And despite witnessing a state of despair by those around him, he went forth for battle and challenged every disputer and did not give in to doubt like the weak. The Promised Messiah further states, that in every trial and ordeal, Hazrat Abu Bakr proved to be more steadfast than Kohe Rizwa, that is a mountain in Medina. He destroyed anyone who falsely claimed to be a prophet. 
He gave up the desires of the world for the sake of Allah the Most High. And the only thing that pleased him was to uphold the word of Islam and to follow the Khairul Anam, i.e. the best of the mankind, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Therefore, hold fast to the protector of your religion and leave aside your objections and doubts. The promised Messiah further states, I do not say this out of my own desires or in imitation of my forefathers. Rather, this matter has intrigued me as far back as I can remember. And I had long resolved to thoroughly investigate its every aspect and to think over it deeply. The promised Messiah further states, Therefore, I was keen to seek out every piece of information and to inquire about every authentic account regarding this issue. I found Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq to be truthful, as was made clear to me after my research, when I found him to be the leader of the Imams and the lamp of the religion and Ummah. And so I held fast to him and entered his fortress. I attracted the mercy of my Lord by loving the righteous. Allah the Most Merciful thus had mercy on me, gave me refuge, assisted me, nourished me and made me one of the honoured ones. He made me, out of his mercy, the reformer of this century, the promised Messiah and one of those whom he blesses with his discourse. He removed grief from me and gave me what no one in the world was ever given. All of this is owing to the blessing of the Holy Prophet, the Immaculate One, and loving those who are granted nearness to Allah. O Allah, bless and prosper the best of the messengers and Khatamul Anbiya, i.e. the seal of the prophets, Muhammad, who is the best of all mankind. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. By Allah, Abu Bakr was the Holy Prophet's constant companion in the two holy cities and in the two tombs as well. Here I refer firstly to the tomb of the cave wherein he concealed himself as if he were dead and secondly to the tomb that is in Medina which is adjacent to the tomb of Khairul Bariya, i.e. the best of the creation, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Think therefore of the high status of a Siddiq if you are a people who reflect. Allah has praised him and his Khilafat in the Qur'an and praised him in the highest terms. The Promised Messiah states, There is no doubt that he is accepted and loved by Allah, and foolish is the one who begrudges his status. The impurity which infected Islam was wiped away by his Khilafat. The Promised Messiah further states, The felicity of Muslims became complete due to his compassion. The pillar of Islam would well have crumbled had a Siddiq, the friend of the best of mankind, not been present. He found Islam like a weak person, sick and weak and barely in its senses. So he rose to restore its beauty and splendour in a masterful way and hastened to revive the lost Islam until it regained the agility of its body, the softness of its cheeks and the charm of its beauty and the sweetness of its pure water. All this came to pass because of the truth of this honest servant of God. He defeated the enemy and turned the situation around. He never sought any reward for this. His reward was only with Allah. No day or night rose upon him except that he was engaged in this service. He restored the broken remains, put a stop to the sufferings and protected the land. The victory was always his because of the grace and mercy of Allah. I will now put forward some evidence, placing my trust in the one God, to show you how Hazrat Abu Bakr ended the terrible seditions and the dangerous tribulations and how he put an end to the warmongers. His hidden inner self was made manifest for all to see through his actions and his actions bore witness to his high qualities. May Allah reward him for this with the best reward and resurrect him along with the most pious ones. And may he have mercy on us through the intercession of those beloved ones. O Allah, Lord of favours and bounties, accept this from me. You are the most merciful of those who show mercy. Then the promised Messiah states, Keep the example of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq before you at all times. 
Think about the time of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, when the Quraysh were bent upon mischief on all fronts and the disbelievers hatched conspiracies to kill the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. This era was a most trying time. In such a time, the manner in which Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq fulfilled his commitment of friendship is an example unparalleled in our world. Such strength and resilience is impossible without faith. All of you who are seated before me now ought to reflect that if today a trial of this nature were to fall upon you, how many of you would stand by me? Or for example, what if the government began to investigate one by one the people who have sworn allegiance to me? How many of you would bravely say that they are among my followers? I am aware that some of you would lose the feeling in your hands and feet and they would immediately begin to think about their properties and relatives and how they would have to part with them. The promised Messiah further states, to stand by in times of difficulty is the sign of those who are true in faith. Hence, until a person practically instills faith within themselves, nothing can be achieved. For until such a time, a person's excuses will have no end. When the people are actually faced with a trial, there are few who prove firm. The disciples of the Messiah abandoned him and fled in his last hours when he was confronted with misfortune. And some of them even cursed him to his face. The promised Messiah further states, In short, the truth and sincerity of Abu Bakr Siddiq came to light at a time when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was surrounded by his assailants. Although some of them were of the opinion that he should merely be banished from Makkah, but most of them actually sought to put an end to his life. It was at that hour that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq demonstrated his sincerity and loyalty, which will shine as an example until the end of time. In this trying hour, the very selection of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, is a powerful argument in favour of the excellence and supreme loyalty of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. For example, if the Viceroy of India were to choose someone for an important task, the opinion of the Viceroy would be better and more judicious than, say, a local watchman. It must be accepted, therefore, that the selection of the Viceroy is in any case better suited and more appropriate. This is because the government has appointed him as a deputy ruler and has put its trust in his loyalty, far-sightedness and experience. It is then that the government has handed over to him the reins of authority. It would thus be inappropriate to disregard the Viceroy's effective management and sound judgment and take the choice of an ordinary watchman to be more correct. The promised Messiah states that this is also the case with the selection of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. At that time, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had 70 or 80 companions, and even Hazrat Ali was with him. But from all of these companions, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, chose none other than Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. What is the secret in this? The fact is that a Prophet sees through the eye of God Almighty, and his insight comes from God Almighty. Therefore, Allah the Exalted had informed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, by means of vision and revelation, that the best and most appropriate person for this task was Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Abu Bakr accompanied the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in this difficult hour, and this was a time of perilous trial. The promised Messiah states, Therefore Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq stood by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and gave him full support. And when they reached a cave known as the Cave of Sur, they both took refuge in the cave. The evil disbelievers who had conspired to harm the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, were led to this cave in their search. And Hazrat Abu Bakr submitted to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, Now these people are upon us, and if any of them looks down even slightly, they will be able to see us, and we shall be apprehended. At that time the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, La tahzan inna Allah ma'ana, that do not fear in the least, for Allah the Exalted is with us. Reflect on these words, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, joins Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq with himself and states, Inna Allaha ma'ana. The Arabic words ma'ana refer to both of them, i.e. with you and I. Allah the Exalted placed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, on one side and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq on the other. There are two parts of a scale and Allah the Almighty placed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, on one side and Hazrat Abu Bakr on the other. At that time, both of them were in a state of trial for it was at this point in time when the foundation of Islam was either going to be secured or brought to an end. The enemy stood at the mouth of the cave and various opinions were being voiced. Some said that the cave ought to be searched because the footprints ended at the cave 
while others pointed out that it was impossible for a person to pass through here and enter the cave as a spider had formed a web at the mouth of the cave and a dove had laid its eggs. These discussions could be heard from within the cave and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, could also hear them clearly. In this state of affairs, the enemy had come to kill them both and had set out with immense vigour to complete their task. But just observe the remarkable courage of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, who says to his true friend, La tahzan inna Allah ma'ana, that is, grieve not for Allah is with us. These words evidently demonstrate that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated the aforementioned phrase with his tongue, because such words could only be expressed with a voice and not through sign language. The enemy stood outside consulting amongst themselves, and inside the cave both servant and master are also engaged in discourse. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had no concern that the enemy would hear his voice, and this is proof of his remarkable faith and his insight into Allah the Almighty. It demonstrates that he had full trust in the promises of God Almighty. This one example alone is enough to show the bravery of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. But in addition to the account just mentioned, there is another incident that bears testimony to the bravery of Abu Bakr Siddiq as well. When the Holy Prophet passed away, Hazrat Umar came forth, sword in hand and said, I shall kill anyone who says that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, has died. In these circumstances, Hazrat Abu Bakr spoke with remarkable bravery and courage. He stood up and said, Ma Muhammadun illa Rasul qad khalat min rusul. That is, Muhammad, peace be upon him, is only a messenger of Allah the Almighty, and all the prophets that have gone by before him have all passed away. It was on this that emotion subsided. After this, the Arab nomads turned apostate. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu had described these delicate times and says, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, passed away, a number of false claimants to prophethood came forth. Some abandoned the prayer and the circumstances changed completely. In this state of affairs and in this calamity, my father became the Khalifa and succeeded the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. My father was faced with such griefs that if they had descended upon the mountains, they would have crumbled. Now reflect, it is not the work of any ordinary man to stand firm with courage and resolve when overwhelmed with mountains of grief. This steadfastness requires a love for truth and sincerity, i.e. Sidq, and it was the truthful one, i.e. Siddiq, known as Abu Bakr anhu, who demonstrated this quality. It was impossible for any other person to confront these perils. All the companions were present at the time, but not a single one of them said that they were more deserving of the office of Khilafat, for they could see that a fire was ablaze around them. Who could have been willing to cast themselves into this fire? In these circumstances, Hazrat Umar extended his hand and swore his allegiance to Hazrat Abu Bakr, after which everyone, one after the other, swore their allegiance as well. It was the sincerity, I Sidq, of Hazrat Abu Bakr that suppressed the uprising and put an end to the rebels. Musalma had an army of a hundred thousand and he taught a religious ideology that removed them from divine law. When people saw his teachings of non-conformity, they entered his religion in large numbers. However, God Almighty clearly demonstrated that he was with Hazrat Abu Bakr and eased all of his travails. In another instance, the Promised Messiah states, For my part, no one can be a true Muslim unless they adopt the attributes and qualities of Abu Bakr, Umar, Usman and Ali, may Allah be pleased with them all. For they did not love this world and instead placed themselves entirely at the service of God. The Promised Messiah further states, I swear in the name of Allah that as siddiq was the man whom Allah had blessed with many mantles of distinction. Allah himself is witness to the fact that Abu Bakr was one of his chosen ones. He praised him and said that he was a man who could tolerate separation from his nearest ones but would not bear to be parted from the chosen one of God. May the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The Promised Messiah further states that Hazrat Abu Bakr gave precedence to his master and came hastening towards him and happily endured every difficulty and distanced himself from all inner desires. When the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, asked him to accompany him on his migration, he did not hesitate even for a second. And when the Meccans resolved to drive the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, out of his home, he came to Abu Bakr and said, I have been commanded to migrate with you as my companion, and we should leave this place together. 
Upon hearing this, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala expressed his gratitude to Allah the Almighty for choosing him as the companion of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in this time of great danger. In fact, he had been waiting for the opportunity to be of service to the Prophet, and the moment had finally come. He stood by his master, bearing every hardship and showing no fear of the murderous plot of the assassins. His superiority is a fact established by clear judgments and manifest verses. Indeed, all evidence points to his excellence. As to his truthfulness, it is as apparent as daylight. He earnestly sought the blessings of the hereafter and abandoned the pleasures of this world. None after him can hope to match his excellent qualities. The promised Messiah states, If you wonder why Allah chose him to start the system of Khilafat, and what was the divine wisdom behind this? Then you should keep in mind that Allah saw how a Siddiq, Ayy Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu, had believed in the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, with a sincere heart at a time when no one else amongst his people had accepted Islam. He saw how he stood by the Prophet of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, when he was all alone and facing all kinds of persecution. After accepting Islam, Hazrat Abu Bakr faced all kinds of abuse and persecution at the hands of his own nation, family, tribe and friends. He was persecuted in the cause of Allah and was driven out of his home just as the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah, had been. He not only faced great persecution at the hands of his enemies, but also bore insult and abuse from those dearest to him. Nonetheless, he strived with his life and possessions in the cause of Allah and chose a life of austerity even though he had been accustomed to one of ease and comfort. He was driven out and persecuted in the cause of Allah and he sacrificed his property in his cause and traded his wealth for a life of adversity and poverty. Allah therefore desired to reward him for all the suffering he had endured during those days and to bestow upon him something far better than what he had readily given up and to recompense him for his endeavours in seeking the pleasure of Allah. Indeed, Allah never allows the rewards of the righteous to be lost. Thus, his Lord bestowed the mantle of Khilafat upon him and exalted his name. His Lord took away his distress elevated his status through his blessings and grace and made him the commander of the believers. The promised Messiah further states, It is vital to believe that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Umar Farooq and Hazrat Usman and Hazrat Ali Murtaza were all the custodians of the faith. For Islam, Abu Bakr was the second coming of Adam Similarly, if Hazrat Umar Farooq and Hazrat Usman, may Allah be pleased with them, did not show sincerity in the trust bestowed upon them, then it would be impossible for us to consider even one verse of the Qur'an to be from Allah the Almighty. In another instance, the Promised Messiah states, Hazrat Abu Bakr is a second Adam for Islam. Even in that era, Musalma had gathered the people on teachings that removed them from divine law. It was in such a time that Hazrat Abu Bakr became the Khalifa and so anyone can imagine the number of difficulties that would have arisen at such a juncture. If Hazrat Abu Bakr had not been strong-hearted and if his faith was not similar in nature to the faith of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he would have grown apprehensive and this could have spelled catastrophe. However, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, was similar in hue to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Moreover, the morals of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had left a deep imprint on his character and his heart was replete with a light of certainty. This is why he exhibited an example of bravery and perseverance, which is unparalleled after the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Abu Bakr brought a death upon himself for the life of Islam. This is an issue which does not require lengthy discussion. Simply study the events of that era and then weigh the service that Abu Bakr rendered for Islam. Truthfully, I say to you, that Abu Bakr was a second Adam for Islam. 
I am convinced that after the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, if the person of Abu Bakr had not existed, there would be no Islam. Abu Bakr Siddiq has bestowed an immense favour upon us, for he established Islam once again. Through the strength of his faith, he brought all of the rebels to account and established peace. God Almighty had stated and promised that he would bring peace at the hand of the true Khalifa, and this prophecy was fulfilled in the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. And heaven and earth attested to this as well. Hence, this is the definition of a truthful one, i.e. Siddiq. Such a person must possess within themselves a level of truth and sincerity that is as great and excellent as what we have just described. Issues can easily be resolved through examples. The promised Messiah states, Upon the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, thousands of people became apostates, even though the Sharia had been perfected within his era. The apostasy reached such an extent that prayers were only offered in two mosques, and aside from them there was not a single mosque where prayers were offered. It was regarding these people that Allah the Almighty said, قُلْ لَمْ تُؤْمِنُوا وَلَكِنْ قُولُوا أَسْلَمْنَا That is say, you have not believed yet, but rather say, we have accepted Islam. However, Allah the Almighty established Islam once again through Hazrat Abu Bakr, and thus, as it were, he was the second coming of Adam. In my opinion, after the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, the one who conferred the greatest favour upon the Ummah was Hazrat Abu Bakr, because in his time there were four claimants to prophethood. Musalma had amassed a following of a hundred thousand, whereas the Prophet of the Muslims had passed away. Yet despite all of these difficulties, Islam remained firm upon its foundations. Hazrat Umar was given this mantle after it was fully established, and he was able to expand upon this to the extent that Islam spread from the Bedouins living in the villages to the Levant and the doors of the Byzantine Empire, and these lands came under Muslim rule. The trials suffered by Hazrat Abu Bakr were not faced by anyone else, neither Hazrat Umar nor Hazrat Usman and Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhum. The Promised Messiah states, The one who suffers humiliation for the sake of God Almighty is the one who eventually succeeds and is adorned with honour and majesty. Look at the case of Abu Bakr. He was the first to accept humiliation for himself in the eyes of the world, but was the first to succeed the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. The Promised Messiah further states, Evidence for those people being spiritually alive, who were slain in the way of God, is scattered throughout the world. Is there a shortage of such examples or accounts present before us? Observe the case of Hazrat Abu Bakr. He gave away the most in the way of Allah and was given the most. And thus the first Khalifa in Islam was Hazrat Abu Bakr. The Promised Messiah states, Perhaps many people will think that by resigning ourselves to Allah alone we will destroy ourselves. But this is a misgiving on their part. Nobody shall be destroyed. Just look at the case of Hazrat Abu Bakr. He abandoned everything, but he was the first to ascend the throne. The Promised Messiah further states, with regards to expounding upon the full breadth of the meaning of this argument, let it be known, O people of understanding, that in these verses Allah the Almighty has promised Muslim men and women that some of the believers from among them will be made khulafa by His grace and mercy. This is in reference to the verse regarding Khilafat. And that He will remove the sense of fear in their hearts and replace it with security and peace. This promise was only perfectly fulfilled in the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr and every scholar knows that his time of Khilafat was a time of fear and tribulation. Upon the demise of the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, countless calamities befell Islam. The Promised Messiah further states, Many hypocrites turned apostate and grew in their hostility towards Islam. Some impostors claimed prophethood and many Bedouin joined them. Things came to such a pass that about 100,000 ignorant and wicked people started following Musalma. Seditions and tribulations arose, and the believers were severely shaken. Everyone was tested, and terrible situations emerged. The Promised Messiah further states, The believers were distressed as if embers were burning in their hearts, or they were being cut to pieces with knives. At times, they shed tears over being parted from Khairul Bariya, i.e. the best of creation, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And at times they wept for the mischief that had become an all-consuming fire. The absence of peace was conspicuous. The mischief makers grew in numbers like weeds growing out of the filth. The hearts of the believers were filled with terror and anguish. At this time, Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, 
was appointed ruler and the Khalifa of Khatamun Nabiyyin, i.e. the seal of the Prophets, peace be upon him. The Promised Messiah further writes that he was overwhelmed by grief and sorrow when he saw the conduct of the hypocrites, the disbelievers and the apostates. Tears gushed from his eyes like heavy rainfall and he implored Allah to save Islam and the Muslims until the help of Allah came and the false prophets were killed and the apostates destroyed. It was then that disorder disappeared and tribulations vanished. All obstacles crumbled into dust and the matter had been decreed and Khilafat was established. Allah saved the believers from afflictions and changed their state of fear into a state of peace and security. He established for them their religion, made a whole world stand firm on the truth and disgraced those who had made mischief. Allah fulfilled his promise, supported his servant as Siddiq and destroyed the transgressors and the evildoers. He struck terror into the hearts of the disbelievers and they were defeated and therefore retreated and repented. Such was the promise of Allah, the Most Supreme. He is indeed the Most Truthful. Observe how the promise of Khilafat with all its requirements and signs was filled in Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq The Promised Messiah further states, Ponder the situation the Muslims found themselves in at the time when he became the Khalifa and how Islam was almost overwhelmed by calamities. But then Allah made it supreme again and saved it from the pit of annihilation. The Promised Messiah further states, that the false claimants of prophethood met a humiliating and painful end and the apostates were destroyed like beasts. The Promised Messiah states, Allah gave the Muslims security in place of the fear that had left them almost like the dead. And the Muslims rejoiced after this calamity was averted and they congratulated Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and joyously welcomed him. They honoured him and considered him to be a blessed individual. They looked up to him as one who enjoyed divine support like the prophets, and this was all achieved due to the truthfulness of a Siddiq and his deep faith in Allah. Then in relation to the condition of Islam after the demise of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and mentioning the qualities of Hazrat Abu Bakr anhu, the Promised Messiah states, He was not a prophet, but he had been endowed with the faculties of prophets. It was because of his truth and sincerity that Islam's garden flourished once again and its glory was restored after it had been stung by the arrows of misfortune. Its multitude of flowers blossomed once more and its branches regained their freshness. Previously, Islam was like a corpse being wailed over like a thirsty man who had lost his way in the desert. It was bleeding from the blows of misfortune and it was like an animal whose body had been slaughtered into pieces or a weary person moaning with pain or one scorched by the sun. However, Allah came to its rescue and saved it from all these tribulations and delivered it from all calamities. Allah helped Islam with his miraculous help so much so that it attained supremacy and authority over other nations after it had almost disintegrated and been pummeled to dust. The tongues of the hypocrites were silenced and the faces of the believers were radiant like the moon. Every soul was filled with the praise of Allah and with a sincere sense of gratitude to As-Siddiqi Akbar, i.e. Hazrat Abu Bakr The Promised Messiah further states, Hazrat Abu Bakr found Islam like a wall that was on the verge of collapse due to the onslaught of saboteurs, but through his hand Allah made it into an impregnable fortress built of iron walls and guarded by a dutiful army. Do you find any element of doubt in this? And can you point anyone else to whom this prophecy could apply? The Promised Messiah further states, He, i.e. Hazrat Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, enjoyed the fullness of knowledge. He was meek and compassionate in nature. He lived a life clothed in the mantle of humility and modesty. Forgiveness, kindness and compassion were his hallmarks. He was recognized by his luminous forehead and he was deeply attached to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And his soul was united with the soul of the best of creation, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. 
he was surrounded by the same light that had been bestowed upon his master, the beloved of the Lord, peace be upon him. He was enveloped by the light of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and his great bounties. He was distinguished from all other people in his understanding of the Qur'an and in his love for the chief of the messengers and the pride of mankind, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. When the life of the hereafter and the subtleties of the divine were made manifest to him, he gave up all worldly and physical attachments and acquired the complexion of his beloved, giving up all objectives for the sake of the one sought after. He discarded all worldly impurities, took on the colour of the one true Lord and surrendered completely to the will of the Lord of the worlds. When the love of God saturated his body and soul and its impact and light began to manifest itself in his words, deeds and actions, he was thus named as a Siddiq, i.e. the truthful one. The Promised Messiah further states, he was invested with fresh and deep knowledge by the best of bestowers. Truthfulness became his well-established nature and characteristic and its effects made themselves manifest in his action and word, movement and rest, body and soul. He was among those upon whom the Lord of the heavens and the earth had bestowed his favours. There is no doubt that he was a comprehensive model of the teachings of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He was a leader of those who are the recipients of grace and perfection and had partaken of the characteristics of the Prophets. The Promised Messiah states, Do not consider any of these statements as exaggerations or think that I say them because I am being partial or that I am ignoring some faults or that I say them as an outpouring of love. The fact is that these words are based on the truth that the Lord of Honour has disclosed to me. It was inherent in his nature, i.e. of Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, that he placed all his trust in his Lord and cared not about the physical means and resources. He was like the shadow of our Prophet and Master, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, in every matter. He had a long relationship with the best of mankind, hence through the blessings of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, he was able to attain that which others could not attain even in so many years. Do realize that Allah's grace descends on people for a reason. This is the eternal practice of Allah. And if Allah has not given a person any kind of affinity with his friends and chosen ones, then such a person is most unfortunate in his eyes. The Promised Messiah further states that fortunate was the one who absorbed all the traits of the Beloved of Allah to the degree that he reflected them in his words and deeds and manners. The unfortunate ones, on the other hand, cannot even fathom the perfection of those people, just as the blind cannot conceive of colours or shapes. They see nothing but the manifestation of God's wrath and grandeur, for they are by nature unable to witness the signs of His grace and mercy. They cannot smell the fragrance of love or sincerity or affection or affability or delight, since they are filled with darkness. In other words, those who are spiritually blind. How then can they receive the light of blessings? In fact, such a person's soul is rocking like waves in a storm and his passions prevent him from seeing the truth. Hence, he does not try to seek knowledge as the fortunate ones do. The Promised Messiah then further states, As for Siddiq, Hazrat Abu Bakr he was always seeking the blessings of Allah and looking towards God's Messenger, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Therefore, he was the most deserving of the qualities of prophethood and most eligible to be the successor to the best of mankind, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He was one with his leader and always in accord with him and he was the manifestation of his master in all his higher morals and in his conduct 
and in forsaking of the associations and the desires of the ego. So much so that he did not waver even when attacked by swords and spears. He never faltered in the face of any calamity, intimidation, blame or vilification. The essence of his soul was honesty, purity, steadfastness and righteousness, such that even if the whole world turned apostate, he would not care or turn back, but would continue to march forward. This was the character of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq who was completely immersed in the love of Allah the Almighty and his messenger, peace be upon him. And the accounts of Hazrat Abu Bakr Taala's life were the last in the series of the Badri companions which have now concluded. Some further details have been acquired of the companions who were mentioned in the beginning and if there is an opportunity in the future they shall be narrated as well. But in any case, these additional details will be included when the sermons on the Badri companions are published. May Allah the Almighty enable us to follow the examples of these companions. And may they be a source of guidance for us, just like the stars in the heavens. And may we also strive to attain those standards which they established before us. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmadu, Nastainu, Nastahfiru, Wanomenu, Wanatawakalu, Wanauzu, Billahim, Shurian, Fosino, Women say, من يعده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ونشهد أن محمدا نبذه رسوله إبعاد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله يذكركم وَدُوهُ يَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ